recording. What's Hi, up? Howdy, folks. <laughs> that was a very uh, low-key intro for us. Uh, uh, welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... The other guy. I'm Big Dave. Big Dave, that's right. And today... How do we describe this? So Dave and I are both big Star Wars fans. Yeah. You know, we grew up in the era of Star Wars. Um, and a, a lot of filmmakers who came up you know, in the 90s and in the, the early 2000s also had come along during that, you know, had been influenced by Star Wars over the years. Yeah. And, you know, there was some, um, there's been some, uh, some movies uh, on different, you know, made about different fandoms over the years. Some of them documentaries. You know, we, we've covered uh, The King of Kong yeah. on here. And uh, there was Trekkies back in the day, you know, that people talked about. Uh, Trekkies. Yeah, you know, about people. And, and Star Trek, whatever, you know. There's, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I, I, I grew I, up watching I like both. I'm yeah, just, so I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm catching an attitude yeah. on purpose. There was, um, did you ever see Free Enterprise? No, that one's pretty funny. Uh, it's it's kind of like this one where it's a narrative, you know. It's about yeah. somebody who's like a big Star Trek fan, you know, and all this stuff. And well, there's there's a new animation out that I haven't. I've been thinking about trying to figure out how to watch it uh-huh. called Star Trek: The Lower Decks. Oh, I don't know about that one. And so. it's evidently stories about the stuff that's happening. Oh, really? At the bottom parts of the well, ship. Well, I'll tell you, you know, <laughs> what, since we're talking about Star Wars, and let's go ahead and get off on a tangent before we even get to what we're talking about, since we're really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. There was a, you know, Dark Horse t- Comics had the, the Star Wars license for years yep, and years, absolutely. and they did a whole bunch of stuff. There used was, to read it. There were two one, they were one shots. They were kind of, dis- they were the same characters, but they were disconnected, you know, Yeah. Um, that they put together into a, 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 a um, they put them together into a collection that was this called tag and bink are dead and <laughs> tag and bink are they're both they're rebel operatives yeah who have infiltrated the uh the empire yeah um and it starts off and it starts off in the first the the original trilogy you know of and it's star kinda, wars empire and jedi right so they're showing them, and you're seeing all these this big stuff that's happening in the movies that you've seen. But in the background, Tag and Bink are like doing stuff that's sometimes affecting what you've what you've seen, and sometimes they're just kind of there. Like they are, you know, in in Star Wars when uh, Obi Wan is going to shut down the. Um, the tractor beam. Yeah. And there's the two stormtroopers that are talking about, yeah, have you been out to the outer rim? Yeah. Yeah. Blah, 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 no, blah, no. Or whatever it is. Have yeah. you seen that new model? Uh, I forget. What yeah. Whatever it blaster. is. So, yeah, yeah. So that's tag and bink. <laughs> so it's, it's that type of like, you know, it, it's like they wrote them into that, you know, is it, but it goes on through to where like they wound up being on the Death star too. Uh, and and were killed because they were actually on when it when it blew up, <laughs> and it's funny because like the last the last panel in the in, in that story it's showing you know um, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan and Yoda you know there's a Force ghost and then Tag and Mink are like off to the side like <laughs> you know type stuff. Um, oh, what's her name? That when in in, in um, Jedi when she's given the uh, 
what you're talking about. You know, she says, you know, many boffins died to bring us these these oh, plants. Mon, uh, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma, yeah. yeah. And they're like, and one of the guys is like, oh, Manny Bothins, I knew him. He was a really nice guy. <laughs> <You> know, <just laughs> like, it's kind of that type of stuff. Yeah. But then they went back and did another one after um, for their, their the, the prequel trilogy. And, like, so they're friends with Anakin from when he's a little boy. And so it's one of those things that, like, they keep running across him as all this stuff is happening because, you know, they're 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 I, you know, they're somehow tied to the Senate, you know, like lower people, you know, like, yeah. you know, they're not like senators or anything. They're like, you know, administrative assistants or something, you know, yeah. but they but in um, um, what's the middle one? Attack of the Clones, you know, that really bad dialogue. That Anakin's saying to Padme, trying to like you know yeah. her affection. Well, they're doing a Cyrano where they're off to the side, like, okay, this is what you need to say to. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like they're the reason that he's like like saying this this like really terrible dialogue. You know? <laughs> that they should have made that canon because that would make way more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's but it's that kind no of one, stuff. No one likes Anakin yeah. Skywalker. It, it's it's all of that stuff, you know, where it's just a you know, it's yeah. like okay. Uh, it reminds me a lot of. Uh, I know you're not a big Lost fan, but th- did you watch it at all? I, I tried. Okay, the I first think it season. was in the third season or so. I didn't get past like episode okay. four of the first season. There was an there's an episode in either the third or fourth season where you know because you had all these survivors, and you know they really kind of focused down on like this half this dozen or so yeah. you know, over and people would come and go you know but there were all these other survivors as yeah. well. And and all of a sudden you started seeing these uh, these two people that were just kind of like, oh, you know, we're going over to the the caves. You're know, like, okay, can, can we can go with you? Sure, you know. And it was just kind of like, who are these people? All of a sudden, and their names went. And there was an episode that was all about them, and their their, their names were Nikki and Paolo. And what it was is they were actually jewel thieves, and they had stolen these these diamonds, and they had lost them in the wreckage. So they kept going on these, trying to find the diamonds. Side quest? Yeah, you know, and so it was one of those things where, like, they were kind of showing, they were doing the backstory on them, and so yeah. when you, these big things, like, the hat, like they were the ones who actually found the hatch even before Locke did, you know, and all this, like, they walked, and they found the plane, you know, that you know, and all this kind of stuff. They found, like, all this stuff before anybody else did because they were looking for these diamonds the entire time. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> and you didn't think to mention anything yeah. about this? And it's what's funny is that, like... The payoff on that one was that one of the one of the other survivors was, um, was a scientist or a biologist or something. And so he was like cataloging a lot of the the uh, the animals that yeah. they were finding on the the island, and they he found this one spider that had a pair like its venom had a paralyzing effect. Yeah, and it would basically put you into a coma where you looked like you were dead, but you weren't. But you weren't. You know, just like real shallow breathing, you yeah. know, slowed heart rate and all that kind of stuff. And so they they get the diamonds and there's kind of a, I'm trying to remember all of it exactly. There's kind of a double cross that happens. And so it's one of those things where they both wind up getting bitten by the spider. And so it's one of those things that Nikki, the, the, the girl, like Hurley finds her. Like she like comes running back, you know, when she falls over and she says, paralyzed but he her he hears Paolo lies which is Paolo was the other yeah. character and so they went and they find they found him and he was 
quote unquote dead also. So they buried them alive. <laughs> and there was a callback later, like in season five or six. I think it's in season six. There's this there's this new group that come onto the island, and one of them can talk to like they they really get into like some people have like powers and stuff, sure. you know. And, and so this this new guy can like if someone dies, he can kind of like see what happened to them, you know. Like he can kind of read their mind, like their their final thoughts or whatever. Yeah. And they're going along, and they're they're he's like talking. He's all like, well, you know, going off about something. And he goes, and for some reason, there's two people who were buried over here who weren't dead when they were buried, but there's a, there's like ten thousand dollars worth of diamonds in there with. Or something, <laughs> <just like. laughs> so it's one of those things. It's a big callback into into that, you know. So I just I never could get into that show. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't get past like episode mm-hmm. three or four. Of the first I love series. it. I'm rewatching it. Um, um, when my my wife loved yeah, the show, I love the and show. Man. When, a- when she was trying to explain it to me, and then all of a sudden she went smoke monster. I went, "Yep, yeah." I'm glad I didn't waste my time. It it. We're not even like we're, we're we're like nine minutes in. We're not even talking about our our, our topic yet. This is your fault. This I know. Time. I know. This is not I know. My I fault. know. We've we've done that a couple of times already. But uh, it's really kind of cool though with that show because Damon Lindelof that um, became the showrunner, you know, and really had a lot to do with the direction of the show, you know, and the, the way that it all show played had out. No direction. Don't well, even act like it did. A, but the, the guys that were writing the show didn't even know where they were going with it yeah. or how they were going to well, end it. Or he anything. just, he did an interview not all that long ago because it was just the 10 year, like since the, the finale, you know, yeah. just happened. And he did an interview not that long ago where he talked about it. And he said, you know, contrary to popular belief, we did, we did know how the series was going to end we just didn't know when it was going to end, and and so it was one of those things that it was you know one of the most successful shows on television, and so ABC wanted it to keep going, and they had to fight them to say no. End of season six is it. Yeah, that's it. We we have we have to have this endpoint. You know, and I don't care how many people are watching the show. We have to have this endpoint to start wrapping up some stuff. You know, now I. I really do believe, especially with J.J. Abrams being involved in the first season especially, it was kind of one of those things where he's like, oh, there's a polar bear, oh, there's the hatch, oh, there's this, oh, that. we'll work on that later. You know, <laughs> and then it's kind of one of those things where you're like, because, ah, you know, but anyway, we want to get into Lost because that's a, I, I'm actually working on a podcast about Lost. You, know, you like have all fun of, with that. I, I'm going to. I've got somebody else that's going to help me out with it. And uh, it, it will be, I, I've been rewatching it and it's it's, I have not I have not watched that show since it was on the air, and so literally I've sat for ten years and not watched this program, and now I'm come back to it again, and it's still hitting me in the feels the same way <laughs> that, that it did. But even though I know, you know, it's still kind of like, is this the episode? Oh yeah, this is the one where this you know type stuff. Yeah. And it's a lot easier because now you can kind of it's kind of like we were talking about Fight Club. You go back and you watch it yeah. the first, you go the second time, and you're like, oh, that that's the reason why this happened over here, and this is happening, yeah. and this is why this is going in the background, and blah 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 blah. Well, blah. If, you, if you need a producer, I, I can help okay. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now that we've gone all the way around the world, I think and you, back I think again, you started off with Dave and I are pretty big Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. Fans. So. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, and it's true. We are big Star Wars fans. My wife, I think, is an even bigger 
so fangirl than I am. Kyle Newman. Not that I'm a girl yeah. or anything. Well, Thanks. but Kyle Newman apparently is a bigger fan than all of us because yes. he directed this movie, Fanboys. Um, the the movie itself has an interesting story, but we're going to get to that after we actually talk about the movie itself. Sure. Okay. So Fanboys takes place in October of 1998. It starts off Halloween night, 1998. Yep. And you get a bunch of friends. They've been friends since high school. That one of them has kind of left the group and kind of gotten on with his life. He, and he, he started working for his dad. He gave uh, up on a dream right. to go out and... He started working for his dad right, at right. the car lot and right. kind of doing the marketing and sales for the car lot. And the rest of his friends are still, you know, reading comic books and, and obsessing over over Star Wars. And I think a couple of them own a comic yeah, book shop. I don't know if they own it, but they work there anyway, yeah. you know, kind of stuff. And, you know, just, you know, on the inter- this is early days of the internet, you know, and AOL chat rooms and all that stuff. And, and, yeah. and so it's one of those things they reconnect. And you know he hasn't been around as much, but they he they, find they they meet up at the party at the, at the Halloween party, right? Yeah. And he find come to find out one of the guys is dying of cancer. Yes. And of course they're all excited because the Phantom Menace is set to come out in April or in May of um, yeah of um, of the next year, but his cancer is so far advanced he's not going to live long enough to see it yeah so they go back to this plan that they came up with when they were in high school fifth grade or fifth grade is that what it is it's a long time yeah what was the guy's name i can't think of the characters names right now but the one guy the guy who's dying right drew up the plans for this back in to go to skywalker ranch and steal a copy um, of the phantom menace so that he can he can see it yeah um and so this Road trip begins, <laughs> and uh, let's let's talk about the characters. Okay, because you got, got them right here. Yeah, you've got Hutch, right? Who is I think he kind of thinks of himself. Well, let's see. Okay, as first off, okay, so we got Sam Huntington in this movie. Yeah, Chris Marquette, Dan Fogler. I love Dan Fogler. Yeah, uh, Jay Baruchel and Kristen Bell. Yes, uh, and this is Kristen Bell post Veronica Mars pre. Blowing up, being Kristen Bell, Bell, yeah. and main film, and doing the Good Place, and you know, and, and everything else yes. that she's done, you know, and so, uh, <laughs> where, where do we want to start here? Um, well, they, okay. Well, the thing is, is he doesn't know this night. Let's it's let's like go they kind of they kind of get into it. Okay, so it's so it's, you've, you've got Hutch, you've got Hutch, who is kind of like um, he thinks of the way I, only way I can describe him is if you. Rolled up a geek in both Han Solo and the Wookiee and yeah. made him a super nerd. He, that's Hutch. That's Dan Fogler, right? Yeah. yeah. He, I loved, do you do you watch the Goldbergs? No, I okay. don't. I hear, I hear people talking he about it. He shows up like once a year on that show. He plays their uncle. Yeah. And he's always like, it's chaos when he shows up. I mean, yeah. just it's always chaos when he when he appears. You know, he's like the he's the younger screw up. You know, brother and you know, like one episode he comes in, he's like, yeah, you know, he like pulls up in a DeLorean. You know, and he's all like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I've got an investment banking and I'm doing great and blah 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 blah. You know, and then like he loses his job and then come to find out DeLorean's not even in business anymore and he can't he can't get his car worked on. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just it's it's one of those type things. You know, where but it's yet, a, <laughs> 
<laughs> but what's funny about that is there is enough new old stock mm-hmm. out there for the DeLoreans that you can get them worked now, on and fixed. Now I know. Yeah. Um, then you've got mirrors, which is what you think of as your quintessential stereotypical nerd. Okay. This is Jay Baruchel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Skinny. Uh, uh, anyone who doesn't know, Jay Baruchel was in... Um, uh, well, let's see. He was in... She's not... Um, I, it's funny because he's been in a bunch of stuff, and I'm trying. He, okay, he was in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, uh, he was the the real skinny, like the other one, yeah. you know, that was in there. Uh, he was in, um, well, he was in uh, Undeclared. He was kind of the main character in that show. Yeah, it was only on one season. He was in. Um, she's um, she's out of my league. He yeah. was the main character in that. He was also in um, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about that. And um, and he's been in he's been in a bunch of stuff. Like you would see me, like oh yeah. So, of course, he was in. Um, um, uh, what's that movie? The um, This is the End. Oh, where he yeah. plays himself. You know, it's like yeah. he's, he's the one that that Seth Rogen picks up at you know at the airport at the beginning of it. You yeah. know, it's they're kind of following him. He's like oh yeah yeah. It's it, it's pretty funny. So then you got the character who's working at the car lot. That's bots. Mm-hmm. And then there's the character that's dying, and for some reason I can't think of his Linus. Linus. Yeah. And then you have fangirl Zoe. Right. Which is Kristen Bell. (laughs) And I love her in this movie. Oh, I do Even though she disappears for a big stretch in the middle of it. Yeah. But it's still one of those things when she does show up, it's like, you know, she's trying to get... She's obviously got a crush on Jay Baruchel's character. Mirrors. Mirrors. And it's one of those things she's always trying to get his attention. She even flashes him in the comic store at one point, and they're so busy, like, you know, looking at, at something online. Oh, no, he was he was too busy talking to his internet girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Which we'll get into okay. later yes, on. Yes, because that is a whole <laughs> thing. So, okay. So, anyways, uh, they... So yeah, so, so it's, it's the next day that they go and they yeah. tell they tell uh, Linus. Linus that, or they tell him that you know that he's dying, you know. So they're like, okay, no, well, no, no. They tell bots that Linus is dying. Yeah, they meet Botler, yeah, bots or whatever that Linus is dying. Yeah. So it's one of those things that like that's when they kind of like, well, you know, we've had this plan, so let's yeah. kind of throw it together. Like, okay, we're gonna go, you know, and they jump in Hutch's van <laughs> it's it's quintessential <laughs> 70s you can tell he's trying to do that 70s kind custom an, van kind of an a-team van kind of not you but know. it is it is black primer right with star wars mural and decoration on yes. the outside and the inside it's, he's built it up as much as he could to be right. the millennium falcon right, right. and it plays that, and all he ever listens to is Rush. Rush. That's it. <laughs> My man. My man. All Rush, all the time. <laughs> R- rule number one. In my van, it's Rush all the time. No exceptions. Mm-hmm. Rule number two, never touch the red button. Right. <laughs> and then we find out later that the red button is nitrous. <laughs> yes. And uh, there's a really funny gag, sight gag, that we can't, you know, we can describe <laughs> it, but you have to see it. Okay. So it's one of those things that, you know, like I said, they go cross country. Well, they get in the van and they're supposed to meet up oh. with Mirror's internet girlfriend. Right. Who um, is in Texas. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. There's a reason it's in Austin, Texas. Okay. Okay. So he, they go. I, I know why it's supposed to be, but. Right. But that's the whole thing. But there's a reason that it's specifically Austin, Texas. Yeah. 
Um, they get there and come to find out. No, she's they what? went. They went. Well, okay. To, okay. First, they go to they go to Riverside, Iowa. They're supposed to be going to Texas, right? They fall asleep, and Hutch decides to take a detour, right? Uh, to take a detour to Iowa, to, to Riverside, Riverside Iowa. Iowa, because this is the birthplace of William Shatner. No, not William Shatner. No, no. Oh, sorry, James T. Kirk. James T. Kirk. James My Ti- apologies. James Tiberius Kirk. They're kind of one of the same for me. Well, and so it's one of those things that he goes there just to like mess with Trekkies yes. in which they tell them that they do not want to be called Trekkies because Trekkies is a derogatory term. They want to be called Trekkers, which is, <laughs> which, which is actually incorrect. Whatever. It's again, because I'm as big of a star Wars fan. I am. I have been to a Trek convention uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the, the 50 nerd. The, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'll wear the badge. Um, the older generation, the original mm. generation, they're Trekkies. Right. The next generation are Trekkers. Okay, whatever. It's yeah, a, there's a difference. Whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> yes, I am that guy. But yeah, but there's this whole thing, and they end up like taking out the, the mock statue because the, the the city won't actually put up a statue of and James Star T. Trek yeah. actually said that we'd sue them if they made right. the statue look like the characters. No. I think they they end up running it over, don't they? Oh yeah, it's paper no. mache or something. No, yeah, he totally a, he totally backs up all oh, yeah, over that. I know, and it's it's this whole big thing. So then so then they they finally they make it to Austin, Texas to meet mm-hmm. this internet girlfriend who turns out to be a thirteen year old girl. Ten. Or oh, she ten, ten. She's only ten. Okay. He's, he's like, what are you thirteen? She goes, I'm ten. Right. And then her uncle shows up. Yes. That is played by Ethan Suppley. Yes. Do you know who he was, who he is, I, I, and what the significance is? Yes. Okay. I do. He is playing Harry Knowles. Yes. Who, Harry Knowles, if you know anything about, especially, you know, early, like, early 2000s internet culture, late 90s, early 2000s, I guess, is the founder of Ain't It Cool News. Yes. Which I think, part of, I think part of the reason that they put him into this is because he really championed this movie. Yes. And so they're like, okay, well, let's do an homage and, and, you know, and have somebody playing Harry Knowles because people don't know Harry Knowles. Well, Harry Knowles is, 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 has had some issues in recent years, you know, was actually not in charge of anything down there any longer, (laughs) but he's also in a wheelchair. So it's one of those things. Here's a funny thing. And I did not realize it until several years ago, like probably about five or six years ago, I was going back and I watched, I went and watched, um, the faculty. Yeah. You know, and that is um, Robert Rodriguez did yeah. that movie. Harry Knowles is in that movie. Really? Yes. I was really, I was like, oh crap, that's Harry Knowles. Like he's like in it, just like in the beginning, you know, like just for like a, a scene where he like walks through, you know, type stuff. But I was like, wow, I didn't really, and I knew that they were friends. Yeah. But but yeah. So anyways, that's crazy. Yeah. So well, they have the character Harry Knowles in the movie. Right. Right. Kick right, the right. crap out of yeah, all four. Right. Because <laughs> it's his niece. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and mirrors is the whole. He's in the restaurant going, "You're ten. Yeah, I'm a pedophile. Yeah. I'm a pedophile. I'm a pedophile." And they run in and grab him and shut him up, and drag right, him back out right, to the right. van. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> um, Harry Knowles, the character Harry Knowles, puts them through a quiz to prove that they are true fanboys. Absolutely. Yep. And then he gives them information mm-hmm. that they were supposed to be picking up to get into, into Skywalker Ranch. Ranch. Yep. Uh, along and, the way, and the guys, the the code word is fuzzy nerf herder. Mm-hmm. Fuzzy nerf herder, which is going to be, which is funny because it's actually scruffy nerf herder. Yeah, you know that's a. There's my nerd <laughs> coming out here. So. <laughs> there was a there. Okay, there was this really bad meme on Facebook the other day. Somebody had put out, and it was it said um, 
It was basically looking out the window of a house, and there was an Ewok standing in the yard. I was the one who posted that. Was that, that. You? Okay. <laughs> that was me. And yeah, that's right. It was, and it says, you know, you should bring your Ewoks inside. No, what, Ewo- what was it say? It was Ewoks are not outdoor pets; they're indoor pets. Right. E n d o r. And you saw, pets. and you saw my. Yeah. I was like, you know, actually, actually it's, it's the forest, forest moon. moon of indoor. Yeah. That's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. If, you want, if you want to get technical there, geek. right? So anyway, so yeah, but then then they have a, a situation where they uh, their their van breaks down. Yes, and they wind up at a biker bar that turns out to, to be, be a gay a, biker bar, a, a modern version <laughs> of the um, oh, what was the bar in Police Academy? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in forever. So, <laughs> and so they have to like in order to get the to, to to get the money to fix the thing, they have to like strip to menudo. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's uh, and, and Hutch completely goes full Monty, right? Revealing the fact that he only has one nut. Yes, and everybody's like, oh, and everybody yeah. at the bar yeah, is uh, just like. Ah. And he's like, I had a lightsaber. For, uh, what was it? He had, uh, I had a lightsaber accident when I was a kid. It's like, <laughs> and and one of my favorite characters shows up to kind of save him, which is Danny Trejo. Yes, yes, playing Chief. Yes, this. Okay, there are a lot of cameos in this movie. A ton, a ton of them. Uh, um, Kevin Smith and Jamie Hughes show up at a certain point, and they're, yep. they're not playing Jay and Silent Bob no, at all. Not. You know, they're playing uh, basically yeah. Kevin Smith and, and Jason Hughes, and uh, Seth Rogen and, and shows up in Kevin's this. pimping out Jason. <laughs> See, I told you, gentle and woman like right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Seth Rogen shows up at one point in a really funny. He, he shows up in a couple different characters, right? But I'm talking about the one at the end. Where oh, he's the yeah. pimp, yeah, is hilarious because he's got a Jar Jar. Tattoo. He's oh, like, he's yeah. back. Yeah, he's like, this guy's gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Fisher is Carrie in Fitt, this. That's true. William, uh, William Shatner. William Shatner appears is in this. as himself. Billy D. Williams shows up yes. in this. And I love the fact that William Shatner shows up as himself. He's a, as a quote unquote security guard at a casino. Yeah. And but he's actually William Shatner. It's <laughs> well, no, he he's he. I'm William Shatner. Right. And he's actually the. Fuzzy nerf herder. Right, right. But it, who gives him everything to get into Skywalker Ranch because he wants Lucas destroyed. Yes. Yes. And uh, but yeah, the whole thing, the reason uh, and it's uh is it Jamie King, I think it is. That's one of the Oh yeah. That's one of the prostitutes. Yeah. And and that's the whole thing, is that they pick up these girls and they think that oh yeah, you know. Oh, we picked up the and oh, they're come to find out their escorts and Seth Rogan is their pimp. And uh he's got a and it's one of those things one of them says because he's got a a red one. Tattoo on your shoulder. Yeah, and he like takes his shirt off. He's like, "Yeah, look, I got this this Jar Jar." And he's like, "This guy's gonna be awesome." It's like, eh. um, we all know better. So, anyways, eventually they do make it to Skywalker, Skywalker Ranch. Ranch. Now, here, here, you, I'm really gonna test your your nerddom here. Okay. So, oh, Ray Park. Oh, Ray that's Parks right. Ray Parks is in this. Did you? And so, and he's a security guard. Yeah. And you know they break in, and it's one of those things where like Danny McBride is Danny one McBride of the, yeah. is I know, and it's one of those things they break into they break into Skywalker Ranch. Yep, and there there is actually a um, a trash compactor. Yes, <laughs> like the whole thing. You yes, know, there is. But what's funny is that the guards the out the uniforms they're wearing. Yeah, is from THX. Um, oh, what's it called? Um, 
his first uh, Lucas's first movie. It's like THX one. Yeah, it was eleven forty or something. Yeah, I'm, something like that. I'm losing all my nerd credibility now. Uh, but it, but it's but that's the yeah. outfits that they're wearing. You know, the silver mask. That's those are from that movie. So it's one of those things where it's not just Star Wars. They're, they're you know, um, they are uh, referencing quite a few things. So ultimately, what it comes down to is they all wind up in security. They're being Danny McBride is is testing them on on if they're true fans or true nerds and stuff. And THX eleven thirty eight eleven thirty eight. That's yeah. what it was. And so it's one of those things where uh, <laughs> he's asking them all these sex questions and nobody knows any of them except for Kristen Bell. <laughs> <laughs> He asks him a bunch of Star Wars questions, and they know and, all the answers. And then yeah. answer, ask him one sexual and question. They're all like, um, um, um. Yeah, except for Christian Bell, who answers all the sex. Uh, yeah, questions. Exactly. Zoe, who answers all the sex questions and all the Star Wars mm-hmm. questions. So, what ultimately ends up happening is, even though George Lucas never appears in this film, he actually did like he saw an early print of this and yeah. gave them. Um, his blessings. He was like, no, this is great. You know, yeah. th- this is great that, you know, you guys, you know, love these movies so much that, you know, you want to do this kind of stuff. And he actually, in that, let them use, if you ever noticed, you notice all the sound effects yes. were actually from Star Wars. Yes. He let them use the original sound effects. Yes. From, uh, well, I uh, could, I could tell. Yeah. So it, that was, that was really cool on his part. Um, but he supposedly calls in, he supposedly calls in to Danny McBride and he tells that to let, uh, Linus, Watch, watch the movie. movie, and so he goes in and he watches it, and then they have to go outside. The, the rest van of them, the rest out. of them have to wait outside, but he gets to go watch it, and he comes back, and, and they're and, like, "Well, how yeah. was it?" And what the whole there's just been this whole game, it, the whole movie through. When they get in the van, it's like when you call shotgun, but instead of shotgun, you call Wookie. Right. Well, they come. He comes out, and he goes. And they're like, "How was it? How was it?" And all he does is he, he kind of looks at him blankly and says, "Wookie." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get in a van and yeah. they drive off. Right. And so we fast forward to opening night. Linus has died. Linus is no longer with us. The rest of the guys are waiting in line. Yep. They, they've been camping out to see the movie. And even uh, uh, Bot's older brother yes. comes down because he's a big Star Wars fan too. Yep. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, it's the wars, man. You know, what kind of stuff. You get to see Kristen Bell. Yes, and, and, and the, dressed in the and Leia outfit, the metal the sla- bikini, the, the slave Leia outfit. Yeah, yeah. But this movie is an hour and a half of fanboy goodness that sets up to the last line of the movie it, that we are not going to spoil it because is, it is a it is an hour and a half setup for the payoff of the very last line of the movie. This, this is an hour and a half. <laughs> Joke, yeah. <laughs> where you you spend the last you spend an hour and a half kinda, listening to the setup of the joke, and the last line of the movie it's is the like, punchline. It's kind of like the aristocrats, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of these really long yes. for the aristocrats, you know, a, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but except this is a really funny joke. Like this is a great joke because it's true. It is, <laughs> and it's one of those things where I, I saw I saw this in theaters when it, when it finally made it to sure. theaters in 2009 it played at a small our small art house theater that we have here. say it Belcourt. Belcourt, you know yeah and we love the Belcourt. we do love the Belcourt, and it was so much fun watching it because it was one of those things there was probably i don't know maybe 50 people there at but the they most, were all Star all Wars fans, fans and they had been following the saga of obviously following the saga of this story yeah we're going to get into that because I, i'm glad because i don't think i've heard the saga all right 
I I watched the movie today again. I really enjoy this. Movie. I I have it's seen a this lot movie, of fun. and this is one of those movies again because it. It's funny because I know a lot of people who are who have been who are big Star Wars fans yeah. who don't know about this movie. And every time I always delight in the here, watch this. You're gonna love it. Are you, you know? really a big Star Wars fan if you don't know about this movie? Well, though? but the thing is, is that this movie it's not a it was it wasn't a big movie. I mean it lost all kinds of money. And it's a it's a love letter to Star Wars is. fans. There's another movie called um, 525 70, 1977. Okay, that is that was written and directed by someone uh, that I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. But the person who wrote and directed this movie was telling essentially his an autobiographical story about. When he was a kid, when he was a teenager, you know, it was one of those things he wanted to make movies. And yeah. his mom was like, look, you can't, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. So it was one of those things he's like, no, I really want to do this. She's like, all right, if you really want to do this, I- I'll, I'll see what I can do. So she picked up a Starlog magazine. Remember Starlog magazine? Oh, yeah. Back, this is in the 70s, okay? This is like 76, 75, 76, something like that. And... In the back of it, there was actually listings for like uh, they had like telephone like addresses and telephone numbers for movie, like different movie production. Whatever. Yeah, one of them was George Lucas. Yeah, because at that point he had made uh, American Graffiti, you yeah. know that kind of stuff. And so she called and actually got his secretary on the phone. Eventually got Lucas on the phone and said, "Look, I've got a son who wants to make movies." I want him to kind of get it out of his his system. Is there any way that I could send him out there to intern? And he's like, sure. So, and this is a true story, okay? So yeah. he sends him out there, and he winds up being on set, you know, like when they're doing all, you know, they've already done all the filming and everything, but they're doing all the, you know, the, uh, the after effects and everything for Star yeah. Wars. He meets Steven Spielberg, you know, and you know, all this stuff. You know, it's one, and so it's one of those things that, you know, he's like, he's getting ready. You know, like, so it's one of those things that he's, he's been talking up this Star Wars movie for close to a year yeah. that nobody knows anything about. Yeah. And he's just so excited. Like, no, this movie's going to be great. You know, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Star Wars went on to become this huge thing, you know. Yeah. And so it, it, it. It's he those didn't types exactly of get it out of his system. No, no, no. But but it's still one, it's one of those things that again you probably never heard of that movie until I just no. told you about it right now. No. And there are other movies out there, you know, about fandoms and different stuff like that. You yeah, know okay. that you know, like. Uh, so I get it because it's one of those things. I knew about this because I had heard about it in. I saw a trailer, and I think it was. I think it was Annie Cool News. Oh seven. Somewhere around, I in remember there. seeing trailers yeah. for it, yeah. and I was just like, "I've got to see this movie because the trailer is is spectacular for yeah. this thing." I mean, like, it's one of those things. I was like, "If you like Star, even remotely like Star Wars, and you see this trailer, you're like, oh, 'Oh, I've got to see this movie. I've got to see this movie.'" So what wound up happening is they they shopped it around to you know they took it to different film festivals here and there. Uh, Harry Knowles became a big proponent. You know, he played it button on a thon, and you know, it was one of those things he wrote yeah. he wrote about it on Ain't It Cool News and all that kind of stuff. Well. What wound up happening is that it was originally supposed to be released in August of 2007. But it was pulled it was pushed back to January of 08 because uh, the 
the director was giving was given more funding by a student, like an actual studio. You know, like the guy didn't like, oh hey, you know, we think this might actually play. You know, what kind of stuff. So they went back and they were going to do some shooting. That got delayed. The shooting got delayed, so it got pushed back further into 08. That's when um, I think I think it was Harvey Weinstein got involved. I think this is a Weinstein production. Okay, it is. So Harvey Weinstein got involved, and that's how you get Seth Rogen and Kevin Smith and all like all this stuff. Like if you watch this movie, you can kind of see the oh, this is where the the studio said okay, we're putting this in here. Yeah, you know, you can kind of see okay. One of the big hangups on this movie. The reason, and like, it was finally, finally released in 2009. Um, what was the date? Uh, February, February 2009. Okay. So it's a terrible spent, time to release a movie. Spent, yeah, I know. January is a, just put it January, out. January, February. It out that, it, Two years of development on this thing. Yeah. Because the Weinstein Company wanted to take the cancer plot out of it. Like they were just like, look, it's the cancer. Cancer is not funny. So we can't, we want this to be more That's of a, the whole, the whole reason, the whole, whole motivation for them yeah. going out there is because their friends not, has got this, has got cancer and is not going to make it long enough to see the Phantom Menace. He's been waiting for yes, yeah, It's the whole years, premise you know? of the whole thing. So it's one of those things that they went and they recut it took all that stuff out, put a whole bunch of other stuff in there, and they were really trying to push it more in like an American pie, like a yeah. gross-out humor, you know, type, whatever. And after it... After it... They ran it through test audiences. They ran it through test and audiences, it, and it did not do well. Yeah. And then they actually ran... They did simultaneous showings, one with, you know, one with and one without. Yeah. And the the... Not the reviews, but like the all all of the data that they got back from the original yeah. was much better than the recut, and so they basically had they had the Newman go back and like yeah. re, like recut it to put all the stuff back in and everything, and then they pushed it out in Jan, in February of of two thousand nine. Imagine that I know. Harvey Weinstein screwing up I a bunch know, of stuff. I know. Well, see, and the whole thing is is that at the same time. This saga was going on was also the saga of Trick or Treat was oh, happening. Oh yeah, you know, different company, but it was still that there were these two movies that I had seen a trailer for almost two years prior. Yeah, that there and of course Trick or Treat never made it to theaters. It just it Which wound it up should have it wound up releasing directly yeah, directly to DVD. Side note, yeah, if if the folks that did Trick or Treat ever decide to get off their butt and finally do Trick or Treat mm-hmm. too. Could you please re-release Trick or Treat to the mm-hmm. theaters and make it like a double I feature? Agree. I agree with that. You know, something we didn't talk about. Features. One of the things that I forgot to talk about when we talked about the uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah. When, when we did our episode on Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Edgar Wright was going to do a 10-year anniversary re-release to theaters. Oh, that would have been cool. And, of course, COVID happened. Yeah. And it Unless things change between now and September, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of up in the air. But that was on the that was on the docket of I'm going to have this re-release at the. I'm sure it would be a Phantom or a Fathom Events thing, yeah. you know, kind of like I would pay the extra. Money I would to do it. it. I, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Like I went uh, when they did the um, it was the 30th was it 30th. I don't think they quite hit the 30th anniversary, and it might have been a little after of, of Transformers the movie. 
they re- they played it in the theaters, and I went and saw it. I love that movie though. So uh, you're it, talking about the original yeah, Michael the, Bay? No, 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 no. The 1986 oh, cartoon. Oh, okay, okay. Transformers the movie, not yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I wouldn't know. I was like, <laughs> why did you pay extra Dude, money for Michael Bay? I've seen that movie one time. It was the night that it was released in theaters, and I have not seen anything of that since. I was like, this is ridiculously the, dumb. The only so. reason I've seen any of the rest of them is mm-hmm. because I'd catch them late at night, like on TNT yeah, or no. TBS. Nope. Or I have like no no desire whatsoever on all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, but I, sometimes Fathom Events does some really cool stuff yeah. like that, you know. Uh, um, but please, if you yeah, if trick you or do, treat, please do trick or treat too, and please re-release trick or treat and do it as a double feature. It so it, basically it would be worth it. This is what happened. Fanboys was was released. The film's budget was approximately three point nine million dollars, which is little or nothing for yeah, a movie. Yeah, it made like $960,000 oh, in, in theaters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it was one of those things that is like, uh, now it has, since since it was released. It's become a cult and classic. And here's, here's the fun thing. It was released on DVD on the 10th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> They did that on purpose. Oh, oh and yeah, oh, bless yeah, yeah. them for it. I know, I know. But it was still one of those things where it was like, okay, that's 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 good. But again, I have I have given you you had not seen this prior to me giving you this, right? No. Okay. I had we had talked about it yeah. though, and I kept telling you I was like, and I told you even then because when we were talking before yeah. we sat down, I was like. Was I not wrong? This that movie is an hour and a half setup for a punchline that pays off yeah. wonderfully. And it was one of those things where I, I watched it and then I watched it again. Right. It, yes. It's so. I mean, it's to go such back and a catch good the stuff movie. that I missed. Yeah. I know. And so it it is a. I I I uh, I have I have several times over the last ten years or yeah. so, somebody like I was like, you haven't seen Fanboys? Here, you can borrow my copy here you, you know or, yeah. or or oh no it's it was it used to bound up it still is it was available on netflix nope it's not any longer it, so it, yeah the only way you can get it online right now is you can purchase it from yeah. prime or it's probably on youtube Fandang, fandango mm-hmm. and then there was one other place where you could purchase it it was like a ten dollar purchase yeah, I know. The i'm sure it's probably on um, apple on the iTunes, no. it's not on iTunes, really. I looked for it. Yeah, I, I've got. Sometimes that. they have the rentals that you can do them on there. And so. I've got Roku. And oh yeah, I hit the little microphone button and just say the title, right. and it brings up everywhere it's available. Right, right, yeah. So, but it is it, it is such a and I, and the reason Dave has a copy of it on DVD now is because thank you. <laughs> I found a Blu-ray copy of it not long ago. I've been spending my time off buying way too many movies that I really probably shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, my movie collection has grown. That's part of the reason we've done so many movies here lately. <laughs> We're going to wind up doing Rio Bravo before it's over. So. <laughs> well, maybe do a, do a comparison between Rio Bravo oh, and, and El Dorado. El Dorado. Yeah. That would be actually pretty interesting. Because they're basically the, the same, same movie, movie with some different actors. Well, it's funny even because, of course, we're, again, getting off on a tangent. The, whole funny, <laughs> the funny thing about it is that, like, Really and truly, all you do in that movie is you take, you take um, Richard Gardner out and put in um, Dean. No, it's not. It's it's um, no. It's it's not Richard Gardner. It's um, 
Oh my goodness, I can't believe I can't remember the guy's name. Robert Mitchum. That's it. That's it. You switch out Robert yeah. Mitchum for for um, Dean Martin. Dean Martin, and it's funny because you put them side by side and they look a lot alike. Okay? Yes, they do. And you switch out Ricky Nelson for James, for a very young James Con. Yep. And again, you put them side by side, they kind of look alike. No, James Con was blonde and yeah, Ricky Nelson but, was. But, there's enough of a dark headed yeah. and younger. And then the difference, I forget the women. One of them, one of them is, is Angie Dickens, isn't it? it yes. Yeah, and then the like other that. one, I can't remember who the other one is. Uh, and it's one, but it's one of those things, again, they look kind of similar. Yeah. The story's kind of similar, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's one of those like, it's like, is this a remake or not? It could be, but uh, it's, okay. It's, it's <laughs> pretty close. The storylines are very, very similar. similar. I I both you, of them are good movies. I though. bet it's, I could, if I could get copies of them, yeah. I could probably load them both into my oh yeah side by my, side comparisons. Well, yeah, put them into my video uh, editing software mm-hmm. and like cut them together so that oh, you absolutely. with seats from both absolutely. So uh, and here's the thing that bothers me the most about fanboys is it's got a thirty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not right. I know and. Metacritic only gave it like a forty-five out of hundred. That's not right. I know, and and like Roger Ebert gave it like one and a half stars well, out of Ebert's. four. I know, and, and it's one of those things that the critics were not nice to this movie. It wasn't at all. written for the critics. No, it wasn't. It absolutely it was written for the fans. Yep. Is one hundred percent what it is, and uh, so you know, fanboys is out there. You can find it. You know whether it's. I'm sure it's on Prime. You said it was on Prime, right? It was on Amazon. It was on Fandango. Yeah, a couple things like that. Obviously, it's available. I mean, I've picked it up on. I've seen it on DVD plenty of times. Usually at used places. Sometimes you can find them at like I find it at Walmart, like the five dollar bin. I've never seen it. I've seen it in the five dollar bin. I I dig in the five dollar bins extensively. And you know that kind of uh, um, Best Buy has has like a cheap bin also. That you know where it's five or seven dollars or whatever it is, you know, and so yeah, it's one of those things, especially used. If if you have some place that sells used media around you, you can probably find this yeah. without any problems. And we're big, we're big proponents of yeah. used media places and yeah. and local. Well, just um, we're media we're places. Big proponents of uh, of of physical media. Yes, because sometimes that's again, like in this situation, that's probably that's about the only way you can find some of this yeah. stuff. You're not going to find and again. We talked about trick or treat last, you know, last, in October yeah, fest, October fest, and which is coming up, and uh, right. but it is one of those things where that's the only way we were going to see trick or treat. Yes, you know, and Dave, again, you had not, I hadn't seen hadn't that seen one. It, and, say, somehow I had missed yeah, it, and I kept saying this is a really good movie. It's, yeah, we, we need to cover this one, and uh, so yeah, fanboys, check it out. Uh, if you love Star Wars, it's fun. If you don't love Star Wars, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, just then, <laughs> and if if you, if you don't like the Phantom Menace, wait till the very end of the movie. Just, <laughs> just watch, just watch. It's great. It sets. It is such a wonderful setup for a punchline. And and oh man, the aristocrats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyways, if you would if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at projectgenxpod at gmail we uh, also you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook. You can find us Twitter. on Twitter. You can find us on Parlay. Uh, I'm working. I'm probably going to get us on Tumblr and a couple other places like that as well. Tumblr. All I know. Tumblr. I had a Tumblr account years like years ago, and I liked it because 
it's kind of like if you took Instagram and a blog and put them together. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good with that. I you never know? got into it. But the thing is, is that it eventually became pretty much a porn site. And then they took that away. And it's been dying very um, uh, ever since then. I know. It, don't I mess know, with Tumblr. I know it's, it's, a, it's the new Facebook. Yeah. Or not well, new Facebook, the new MySpace. Well, you know, we, we've stayed away from stuff like TikTok and, you know, and well, no, Snapchat. And, no, we're you not going to Yeah. I don't understand Snapchat. And what I've said about TikTok multiple times is it's kind of the white claw of social media. So well, it's, no, like it's nobody respects it. It's just. It's, <laughs> it's the Chinese spy bot. That's yeah. all it is. But anyways, like I said, yeah, I said you, can, you can go, like I said, if you look for us at Project Gen X Pod. That's our handle on all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we are updating quite a bit. Look um, for us on your favorite podcast. Uh, maybe by the time this episode comes up, uh, I'll drop in another special announcement on here We're work- that I'm working on. And, uh, well, actually, we're working on You just don't know it yet. So... <laughs> <laughs> Don't run my life, folks. I have everything planned for me by my wife and that guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, so, anyways, guys, thanks once again for joining us. We will see you next time, and hope you have a good rest of the evening. See ya.